0: Okay, if you would, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. We're going to look at a little longer scripture right now. We're not going to spend a long time in it because I know that um, we uh, uh, we got to end the night. And so this won't be a long study in this. But I do want to cover another passage very quickly here and talk about another lesson. I want to talk about caring like Jesus cared. We're going to talk a little bit about the ministry of Jesus. So we just looked at growing like Jesus grew and now caring like Jesus cared. Let me give you a couple of my favorite quotes one is by francis fenelon who was a french mystic and he said with great curiosity by the way one of my dreams in life is to be a french mystic doesn't that sound so awesome i don't even know exactly what it is but i want to be i want to be a french mystic before i die great curiosity we search out the thoughts of man and yet we neglect the thoughts of god one word get this One word of the good news of the gospel is more precious than all the other books in the world put together. It is the source of all truth. That's why I want to be a French mystic because they say things like that. And that's amazing. One word of the good news of the gospel is more precious than all the other books in the world put together. Do you believe that? Yes. If so, it's going to be shown by the way that we live and by our time that we spend in the gospels. Blaise Pascal, who was also a Frenchman, said, Jesus is the center of all, the object of all. Whoever does not know him knows nothing aright, either of the world or of himself. He says, the person who doesn't know Jesus, you really don't know anything correctly. It's all centered in him. And that's really what this, this weekend is all about, is getting centered in Jesus, focusing on Jesus, so that we can, we can know things about God and about the church, and about our lives. When you look at the early life of Jesus, you see such things as the baptism of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, of course, baptized in the Jordan River. You can still go there today and see the Jordan. Also, there's the testing of Jesus and, uh, after, be, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, being tested by Satan in the wilderness. You see that. But also, you see the ministry of Jesus. And it's interesting that after his baptism and the testing, Jesus begins his ministry. It's after the arrest of John as well. And what do we see about the ministry of Jesus? We see that the ministry of Jesus was all about caring about other people. That's what the ministry was. We think, okay, well, what can we do today to to get our ministries going? What can we do today to build a great campus ministry? Certainly there must be some techniques. Certainly there must be some new idea. Certainly there must be something that we can learn by reading a book or going to a seminar or going and and studying, you know, what it means to build a great campus ministry. And you can learn different things. And I'm all about learning things from all kinds of different sources. But you want to break down what it really means to build ministry. It's about love. It's about caring about people. Jesus cared about people. And because he cared, people were drawn to him. And building ministry, whether it's campus ministry or it's single ministry, or those of us who are in the ministry, doing ministry better, it's really all about love and all about loving people and all about caring about people, which is what Jesus was so good at. You know, Jesus didn't go very far in his lifetime. He spent most of his time in this triangle that you see on this map on the northwestern shore of the Sea of Galilee. It was the middle of uh, three different cities, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. And he spent his time going from one city to the next, and every now and then he would venture out, go back home to Nazareth, made a trip up to Tyre and Sidon, uh, makes trips, at least three trips, down to Jerusalem going north and south uh, through Samaria to do that. Um, But most of his time was in this small little area right here. Not very populated at all. Capernaum, maybe 10,000 people in Capernaum. Maybe another 10 or 20,000 in Bethsaida and Chorazin. Fishing villages for the most part. And that's where Jesus spent his time. But Jesus touched and impacted the whole world in this backwater place because of love. All right. Because he cared about people. We need to care like Jesus cared. And when you look at the ministry of Jesus, that's really what it's all about. It's all about caring about people. We see the beginning of his ministry in Matthew chapter 4. So if you'll turn there, this is a Capernaum in the picture there. It's uh, on the steps of the synagogue there in Capernaum where Jesus healed the demoniac. But if you look in chapter 4, there there are a few things that I want to point out about Jesus and his his ministry here. Uh, And the first point I want to make is that Jesus' ministry was a ministry that changed people's lives. If you want to develop a ministry that is a thriving ministry, it's all about people changing. And again, that's about caring, and it's about loving. Loving people enough to help them to change. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he went. He withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went and he lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah: "Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light is gone. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come." near. Another way of translating that is change for the kingdom of heaven is with you it's upon you it's right here in your midst because the kingdom came with Jesus and Jesus showed the kingdom to people around him and the way that he showed it was helping people to change their lives that's what the ministry of Jesus really was all about Was helping people to change. We know this as the word repent. Metanoia. And repentance is a turning around. It's this complete 180 degree turn in life. Uh, It's a a way in which our whole world. Is now turned into something different. We we orient ourselves now. Not on the world and not on people. And not on what we see around us. But our world now is oriented on Jesus. And who Jesus is. And that's what Jesus did. He came and he gave people a new outlook on life. So that sin no longer had to control them. In fact, he told them, go and sin no more. He helped people physically and spiritually. But the ministry of Jesus was a ministry of change. And if we're going to imitate the ministry of Jesus today, again, it has to be a ministry of change. We need to see our our lives changing. And we we need to see the lives of people around us changing. That's what the ministry of Jesus should be all about. Back home in our, in our ministry in, our, in New York, we have a ministry up in Rockland County. And it's about 125 of us. And we had a goal this year of having a, a baptism in every Bible talk. And there's 13 Bible talks. We've already had 12 baptisms. Amen. And you know, the thing is, is that it's not like we're, there's any pressure to do that. We're just helping people change. And then people see other people changing and they want to be a part of that. And they see the love and they feel the love. There's a couple there that um, they were on the verge of, of getting divorced. In fact, they had the papers all filled out. All they had to do was sign them, sign them and send them back in. And the divorce was final. But then the husband was reached out to by a brother in our church who then said to his wife, let's hold off on this. Let's see what this church has to say. And now they've not only they tore up those papers, they got baptized, they've had another child, they have three children, they're an integral part of our ministry. Their lives have changed. They are different people. And it's because of Jesus. That's what the ministry of Jesus does. It helps people to change. See, we need to be introducing people to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And it is here. I know sometimes we're like we get a little leery of using that word kingdom. What is kingdom? What? Is, well, I could tell you right right now what kingdom is in the here and now is kingdom is God's people. That's, right. That's what kingdom is. Somehow, well, kingdom is church or king. well, yeah. That that is what kingdom is in the here and now. It's more than that. It's beyond that. It's also the kingdom of heaven. It's wherever God reigns. But in the here and now. Let's introduce people to the kingdom Amen. and let's show them what the king does. The king changes lives. And so part of the ministry of Jesus is this ministry of change and helping people to change their lives. A second thing that you see about the ministry of Jesus, it's a team ministry. All right. And not just a, a one man show. It's a team ministry. Look down in verses 18 through 25. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. He's, just, he's beginning his ministry here. He's given the message. Repent for the, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now he walks by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left their boat, the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus begins this ministry, this caring, loving ministry by calling other people into it and it becoming a team ministry. We can't do it all by ourselves. We need each other. And again, that's what church is. Church is described by Paul as being family. Because that's what we are in the church. We're we're, we're connected to each other because of Jesus. And so you see here, Jesus, he begins by calling a family to him, calling people to him. And notice what it it says here, that that he called these people and that they followed. They followed him. Here's the thing. If anyone, if anyone ever could have built a ministry all by himself, it was Jesus. But he didn't do it that way. Because building ministry is about teamwork. And look at the team that he picked. He had fishermen. He had a tax collector. And a zealot. Who did not get along with each other. Two sons of thunder on his team. He had women on his team. Women that were supporting his ministry. Women that followed him in his ministry. He picked people from different backgrounds and walks of life. And he brought them together to form a team that would turn the world upside down. And if we are going to be the ministry of Jesus and care like he cared, love like he loved, then we have to do it with each other. We have to be a team. Because here's the thing. When we're on team Jesus, we're stronger than we are by ourselves. Not not one of us is as smart as all of us are together. Not one of us is as strong spiritually as all of us are together. Not one of us is as talented as all of us are when we bring our talent together. Not one of us will reach as many people as all of us will together. When we're on team Jesus, we're stronger. So Jesus starts by building a team. And then the last thing you see about Jesus and his ministry is that there were three actions that he was focused on in his ministry. And this is in verses 23 through 25. We'll just close out the chapter. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. You look at the ministry of Jesus here, and you see that there are three primary actions that happen in his caring and loving ministry. And if you look on the screen, I'm sure you can pick them out. There are all three of them are participles. All three in an I-N-G. They're I-N-G words. They're verbs that end in I-N-G. You see them there? trying to be as specific as I can be. There's three of them right there on the screen. That's the ministry of Jesus. And today, if we're going to be in the ministry of Jesus, we need these components in our ministry as well. And what did Jesus do? He taught. He went out and He taught people. So teaching is one of these components. He taught in their synagogue. Jesus actually went from synagogue to synagogue. And he taught, he opened up the word of God and he delivered the message from the word of God. This is actually how he began his ministry. They handed him the scroll of Isaiah, which is what they tended to do in synagogues. There were a visiting person there. They would also they would often pull out a scroll, a scroll and let them read a text. So he goes right to the text about the Messiah and says, today, this is fulfilled in your presence. And that's the teaching ministry of Jesus in action there. And that's what Jesus did. He went and he taught. But not only that, he preached. Teaching and preaching are a bit different. Teaching, you open up the text, you deliver the word of God. Preaching, he says, he preached the good news. Preaching is about, again, changing people's lives. The word keruxo is to be a herald of the king. It's to give the king's message and the king's message is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand change change your life and then you tell stories about change and you would help people change and that's what jesus did and so his ministry was a preaching ministry he went out and he helped people change their lives he helped them to be uh, enveloped into the kingdom of god and that's the preaching ministry and there's good news there I mean, it's great news when you find the kingdom. It's great news when you find salvation in Jesus. And you share that. You want to share that with people. And that's the, that's the ministry of Jesus. That's the loving, caring ministry of Jesus is preaching the good news of the kingdom. But another aspect of the ministry of Jesus is the healing ministry of Jesus. Jesus cared about people. So he went out and he healed them. He healed them of their sickness. He healed them of their disease. He healed them. He made the blind to see and the lame to walk. And you say, well, how does that translate today? I understand the teaching ministry. We can open up the Word and we can dig deeper in the Word. I understand the preaching ministry. We can help people change their lives. And we tell the stories of change. But what about the healing ministry? Well, the healing ministry comes today When we see people healed in their lives because of Jesus. And I've seen this. You've seen this. You know, when a person has addiction, and they've tried over and over and over again to overcome that addiction. And they've gone from one place to the next trying to find a way to overcome this addiction. And they're just not able to do it. And then they turn their lives over to Jesus. And then the cure comes. Then they live lives free of that addiction. Then you see the healing ministry of Jesus there. And I've seen this over and over again in people's lives. People healed because of what Jesus is able to bring to them in their life. This is the caring ministry of Jesus. And you see, when you put all of this together, you get a scene where Jesus really does take people that that cannot be helped in any other way. And he brings help to their life. Look at this clip right here. The commandments God gave to Moses so long ago must not remain dead stone for the reverence of unthinking minds. Dead stone? The of the law, dead stone? What do you mean stone is what the law is written on? But the law itself is alive, and living things must constantly changing. But our law is eternal. You, you cannot change you. the law of Moses. No, that's not the law. Yeah, the man is made of flesh and blood. And he changes. Doesn't he remain the same man? God wants to write the law on your hearts. Rabbi, you said you have come here to give us the good news. Is this it? The good news? That the law is living like a man? The good news I bring you is this. Your captivity is over. And What does that mean, captivity is over? What captivity? Captivity and sin. God fulfills the promise He made to our people Israel and reconciles Himself to man. God is coming to you, to all of you, even the most wretched. shut the door in his face. I love that clip. It represents the caring, loving ministry of Jesus. In some way, all of us were the demoniac. We were out of control. And Jesus came into our lives and brought us peace, which is lasting peace. And now we have the opportunity to go to other people. And they don't even know that their lives are out of control. But they are. Because they're without God and they're without Jesus. And we have the opportunity to bring them peace. And so let's embrace this ministry of Jesus that he's given to each of us. Jesus lived a powerful life and he caused us to go out and to live like him. We will never preach or teach or heal with the same power that Jesus taught and preached and healed. But if we all live a little bit like Jesus, then together we can make a difference in the world. One writer said, Only Jesus was able to feed thousands with small amounts of bread and fish. But as little Jesus is, we can embrace the value of hospitality and generosity. We might not be able to preach to multitudes, but we can commit to speaking the truth to lies. We can't die for anyone's sins, but we can embrace selflessness, sacrifice, and suffering. And I'm calling us tonight for all of us to be like Jesus, be a little Jesus, little Jesuses in the world, making a difference. The more each of us lives like Jesus, the more Jesus will shine through our lives and through the life of our ministry. And we will embrace the ministry of Jesus, the loving, caring ministry of Jesus. And we can make a difference. Don't look in the mirror and just see your own reflection. Instead, look at Jesus and become more and more like him. Amen. Amen.